0: Kenny, we're halfway already, how about that? Hey man, this is awesome, and uh, guess where we're at? We're at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame with Jay Black and Bryce Cherry. So uh, we're recording live, this is awesome man. This is awesome, a good deal. We forgot to mention it last week, whenever we figured it
1: out. You know, we, we after recording we're like, hey, you know what, we'll just make it a surprise, you know, just recording here from the Hall of Fame. So it's really cool. We thank thank you to to Mr. Black for allowing us to be here. And uh, we got an exciting show for you here today as we'll have both these gentlemen, uh, Mr. Black and Mr. Bryce Sherry with us to preview the top games in week five of the Texas High School football season here in Central Texas. Start like we do every episode with our Matt Step question of the week and a question For Mr. Steph, this week was, the Mark Panthers are off to a great start as usual. Who do you feel is their biggest obstacle in a return trip to AT&T Stadium this December? And Matt Steph's response was, in my opinion, it's going to be Burton down in Region 4. Good mix of of size, speed, and experience returning from a team that made the Region Finals a year ago. And, you know, looking at this Burton team, everyone, uh, you know, they – Started off on the road, to get a three-point victory against a good Holland team, and then they won Week Two in a defensive slugfest uh, on the road again at Hearn seven to nothing, and then they put up fifty-six on Schulenberg last week. So they have yet to play at home, and they're three and zero. So I think I- I'm gonna have to agree with Steph on this
2: one. Yeah, Bart Burton is uh, from my neck of the woods, so I'm a Brenham, Texas boy, and Burton's just down the road. Uh, in fact, uh, long before I. Came to the Trib, uh, well, not long before, right before I came to the Trib, which was 24 years ago. Uh, <laughs> so I was strange. the sport, yeah, I was the sports <laughs> editor of my hometown paper in Brenham, and we covered the Burton Panthers. So if you got Burton versus Mark, that would be a Panther versus Panther matchup, and that that would be fun. I th- Burton does have a an excellent
0: team this year, and just looking at that region, that's probably. The two front runners, you know, I agree. Uh, You got Hall down there. But if you go into District 10, 282, you've got two salty teams in Mm -hmm. Wortham and Dawson. Yes. And they're going to play. And I really look for those dudes. You know, the freshman at Dawson, the quarterback, Mr. Boatwright, 1,200 yards, four games. The dude's a stud. And I look for those two teams to make some noise uh, when the playoffs come. And, again,
1: looking at this district, whenever – Martin Dawson are set to me, I believe, in week 10, the second to last week of the regular season. And, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that Mark's probably going to be unbeaten when that time rolls around, but Dawson has a huge chance to be unbeaten coming into that game as well. So that'll be an interesting game. You know, I, I think eventually Mark does pull away, but looking at that two-seed spot out of that district, Dawson and Wortham, whenever they play each other, I think that's going to be a really good football game because the seeding out of that district is going to be important to set up a path because – Dawson and Wortham, you know, taking Mark out of the equation, are two teams who are definitely talented and good enough to make a deep run here two or three rounds this season. So, you know, Again, that that district is very top-heavy with Mart, but I think you know the two through four seeds are up for grabs for sure.
2: Well, Wortham made a deep run last year. Very I mean, good. you know, uh, they just happened to run into their old friend's Mart again <laughs> in the regional finals. So, I mean, Wortham was a win away from getting the state semifinals and brought a lot of guys from that team back. They have uh, Tanner Bean, who uh, was for a while last year uh, Central Texas' leading rusher, and then he got hurt has got a younger brother, Yancey Bean, and then they've got a big old lineman. Uh, I'm probably going to massacre this kid's name, but I know how to spell it. Uh, Anthony Fortouille is how I'm going to say that, uh, and I think it's being looked at by some colleges, so yeah, Wortham's got a great team, and I, I like what Dawson's doing. Obviously, off to a great start, and I don't think they've played uh, the schedule that some of those, maybe Wortham and Mart have, but... Certainly, uh so I will uh, spill the tea a little bit. Uh so we're putting together stats plus this week, and uh myself and DJ Ramirez, who's a new writer for me, and um and then uh Chad Conine is on this text thread that we have. And sometimes when you're putting these stats in, you'll be impressed with some of them. And and you know, we've done that for years. We we're like, man, look at this kid's numbers. And uh, the boat right kids numbers jumped out at me twelve hundred yards twenty touchdowns and he texted back chad did uh... you remember the gymnast michaela maroney who did like the you know the face where she sort of like wasn't impressed or whatever uh... (laughs) i think she was in some commercials recently where she did that but uh... yeah he was not impressed with the kids numbers i think it had everything to do with dawson's schedule so
0: Dawson's schedule is going to get a lot tougher in district, for nah, sure. Yeah, but you look, you know, a pretty good action team. You know, yeah, so you no, that's true. Around and then Wertham hey. just lost to, a really, I think, a really good Blooming Grove team. And we're going to have Coach uh, Gann on here later on today. The
2: they weren't playing against Air. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: so <laughs> uh, 20
2: touchdowns is 20 touchdowns. I <laughs> agree. I mean, then again, looking at this district
1: again, as Kenny mentioned earlier, we did have a chance to visit with the head coach of the Dawson Bulldogs, Coach Jimmy Thompson. And uh, he recorded it earlier this week. And again, we are live from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame here in Waco. And we will now play the interview that Kenny had with Coach Jimmy Thompson, Jimmy Thompson
0: of Dawson. Okay, I'm here with coach jimmy thompson uh, head football coach athletic director at dawson bulldogs coach how are you doing today
3: i'm good thank you
0: so coach let's go back to last uh, year uh, you ended up having to cancel a game against marlin due to injuries and then you ended up battling back making the playoffs losing to crawford in the first round did any of that adversity of that team last year kind of help you going into this year
3: well i think it, it put everything in perspective you know last year uh if we had lost our first four and then we won three in a row. And from that point on, we lost uh, both linebackers and all four secondary people to, for whatever reason, discipline, uh, you know, grades, uh, injury, all those things played into it. And, and we went from, you know, being fairly competitive to uh, not being competitive. And I, I, so, you know, you, you use those things to get in the, into the weight room and get into your offseason to prepare for the next year, and I think that's what we've done.
0: Well, start, you started the year off 4-0. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of film on your freshman quarterback, Mr. Boatwright, but it seems like he's pretty good. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards in the first four games of this season.
3: He's done a really good job for us. Uh, <clears throat> and in fairness to him and everybody around him, you know, the offensive line has done a great job. He's probably only been sacked three or four times in, in four games. Uh, we've got a really, really good receiving core. And, of course, my son, Cash, is the offensive coordinator. And uh, we talked about it. We, You know, the kid's not real big. We don't want him taking a, a lot of hits. So, a lot of our pass game has been uh, designed about, around getting him the ball and getting it out of his hands in a hurry. And, and uh, you know, I think the coaches have done a great job of that. And, and the kid has done a great job of, of doing it too and, and, and doing what we ask him to do.
0: So your, your offense is averaging about 48 points a game through the first four games. And, uh, you know, you can throw the ball pretty well, but you got a trio of running backs that aren't too shabby either. And that's the key. You know, I think everybody
3: talks about, you know, when they talk about balance, they talk about going in, coming out of a game with, say, 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing. But to me, that's not true balance. True balance is being able to take what the defense gives you, and, and that's what we've been able to do. I think the first game we had, you know, three, two or 300 yards rushing, and then the last three games we've had a lot more yards passing. Uh, Brant, you know, the freshman quarterback you talk about has thrown for um, six touchdown passes in each of the last three games, which is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but that's what uh, we felt like the defense, you know, was trying to take away the run. And, and we've got a great receiving core. I think probably we, we've got as good a receiver as anybody in our class.
4: So
0: you're on your bye week this week, and then uh, you get geared up for district play starting off with Hubbard. So what are you going to try to get done during the bye week, and then what are you expecting out of Hubbard next week?
3: Well, mostly during a bye week. You know, we've been going hard at it since August 1st. We try to give the kids some time off. Plus, it's right at the end of the six weeks if they need to make up things to uh, get their grades in order. And, uh, you know, we just really try not to lose what conditioning we have. Uh, We'll give them today, when I say give them off, we'll uh, bring them in and watch film of the game Friday night. And uh, we'll go out and practice a while on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, And then we'll give them Thursday and Friday off. I think at some point you just need a break. Not only the kids, but the coaches. And uh, we'll handle it that way. And then, of course, we expect Hubbard to come down and, you know, play it's their best ball game against us. You know, Hubbard, Dawson, six miles apart. It's been that way since I was back at Hubbard, you know, and that's just the way it is. And uh, at home coming into it, and that just creates more excitement, I guess. So, you know, we're expecting a big, big ball game there and a good crowd.
0: Coach, hey, we appreciate you hopping on with us, and hopefully we'll get to visit with you on down the line.
3: I appreciate it anytime. Thank you.
1: And that was Kenny's interview with the head coach of the Dawson Bulldogs, Coach Jimmy Thompson. And thanks to Coach Thompson for joining us today. And before we dive into our Week 5 preview, let's take a look back at last week. Uh, again, Mr. Bryce Cherry is here with us at the Waco Trib. And Bryce, you know, looking at last week's game, w-
2: which game or games really caught your eye last week? Certainly you got to give it up to Ray Biles and the Lorena Leopards. Uh, I I don't think this is a vintage La Vega team. Um, That said, uh, they played a class up. Lorena did. Beat a, you know, beat still, I, I would think, a team, a playoff team. I think La Vega will be in the playoffs uh, so that was an impressive win. Really, uh, their defense came through. I th- I wanna, I'm want trying to remember the score of that game, but it feels like it was 14-6 to 6 or something like that. Uh, so, you know, Lorena is, I tell you, it's going to be uh, quite, a, quite a matchup when Lorena and Franklin get together in district play uh, because you're talking about state champ versus state champ. I mean, that will be a lot of fun. Um, you know, Lorena's already got some, some good wins under its belt now with the West victory and the La Vega victory. Obviously, they opened with another state champion in China Spring. Uh, and that's another team I guess I'll mention that just has it rolling. We talked about it on our podcast today. Um, but you talk – so they had uh, nine guys that made first or second team Super Syntex last year. Seven of those guys are gone. They were seniors. And one of the ones that's back is a kicker. I mean, kickers have an impact, but – and they just keep on rolling, you know. I mean, uh, they've got a a great transfer quarterback in Cash McCollum who's getting it done. But I think their their depth – Uh, is certainly showing through at China Spring. And I also think it was a wise decision there to promote from within. Tyler Beatty, already on staff, knows those kids, and they just have, uh, you know, clicked right along. So that was a big win for them last week over an undefeated Conley team that obviously was dealing with some injuries. But, yeah, China Spring is going to be a
0: beast, I think, all season. Yeah, and going back to Lorena, and Taylor, that dude – What kind of running back is – I mean, every game you see, you know, West uh, against uh, La Vega, 150, 140 yards, and then you kick back over to, like you are saying, China Spring, Thomas Barr, who's a really good Mm field goal kicker. Uh, Man, those dudes are rolling. I like them. They're awesome. they're really good. And uh, what about
1: you, Jay? Is there any games or any notes from last week that caught your eye?
5: Yeah, I, I sure would have liked to have seen that Lake Belton was it shoemaker that, that nipped yes. him at the wire boy that's', that's like a really great game and and broke like what a three season win streak for the Lake Belton team
1: yeah that was only their second loss in program history this is their first year on varsity as we know <laughs> every it seemed like every game they played this year has been an absolute thriller and again they're just just on the short end but when you look at this game they led until the last three minutes of the game when shoemaker took the lead. So it was an absolute thriller you know 34-33, I believe was the final so it was it was a great game and district play as well and that that's that, that's again that's a 19 district over there and you know it's like bell like got wake up this week, so that'll be a game to keep an eye on as well so yeah is Kenny is there anything that caught your eye last week
0: uh you know uh the Whitney West game we both thought that would be a little bit closer game than it was. I think you're looking at a tale of two different programs where Coach Woodard has got a West squad, that they've got a culture, they're going to run the ball, they're going to play good defense, and Coach Haines is kind of just getting started. I think they've got – Whitney's got two really good running backs. I think they've – they're going to have to make a little bit – you're going to have to do better tackling on a – on a defense. They're going to have to probably, uh, you know, not have as many penalties. But, you know, it's a rivalry. We thought it was going to be close, but, you know, just West was too much.
1: And I I, got to tell you, looking at last week, you know, these are probably two teams that at least Glen Rose at least is probably on the borderline for Central Texas. But them, you know, going against Brownwood and Brownwood shutting down a defense that was putting up 47 points per game and holding them to three, I mean, that was just – Incredible.
0: Well, you know, Glen Rose didn't have their stud. Really, Hudson okay. White was out, and he's okay. like eighty percent of their offense, which may not that have made sense. a difference. But you know, no, you got sense. you got to remember that, that Hudson White was did not play that game. They found okay, out I think sense. the the Wednesday before that he wasn't going to play with a leg injury. Okay. And so remember that.
1: Okay. All right. Okay.
0: That makes more sense now, but still it's still a huge win
1: for that Brownwood. That is a big win for
0: Brownwood. I agree with you 100%.
1: So, now, with that said, let's move into our week five previews. And, gentlemen, we will start off first a district battle. Colleen Ellison will be taking on Colleen Shoemaker. And, uh, Kenny, when you look at this game, what do you see?
0: Man, the more I dove into this, and I, I don't know a whole lot about either of these teams, but you look at stats and, man, Shoemaker's got a really good defense mm-hmm. and they got a really good run game. Uh Mr. Stewart, uh, 117 for two touchdowns. Uh, Mr. Hicks, Maddox, 11 for 79 for two touchdowns. Good defense. Ellison's got a really good quarterback in uh, Mr. Holland, 20 for uh, 43, 264, two touchdowns. I just think I'm going to go with Shoemaker this week.
1: Yeah, I, I got to agree with well. When you look at Shoemaker, they're 3-1, and their only loss – was to probably the favorite out of this district in Midlothian. It was a five-point loss, 32-27 back in week three. So, you know, this this is a Shoemaker team that's really, really good. And Ellison, they're coming off a tight game against a, a loss, a 28-20 loss to a, a good Red Oak team. But, again, I, I think I'm with you. I think
2: Shoemaker takes this one. Bryce? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about it. Shoemaker coming off uh, an excellent win over a high-powered Lake Belton team, really, honestly. Uh Lake Belton has a, a great quarterback passing combination, uh, quarterback receiving combination with uh, Connor Cruz and Micah Hudson, two of the better, you know, players in Central Texas. So that win by Shoemaker, even with Lake Belton playing a class up, 5A versus 6A, uh, still stands out as an impressive win to me. Shoemaker's off to a 3-1 and one start. Um, and Ellison, you know, not as much. So I, I would certainly take Ellison in this game. Um, you know, wouldn't be a bad place to be. I always enjoy my trips down to Colleen, partially because Leo Buckley Stadium, they feed you well. <laughs> we, I mean, I think like a sports writer, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we always are thinking with our stomach. So, uh, yeah, wouldn't be a bad place to be
5: this week. Jay, who do you think got this one? Well, you know, this is a tough one. I really can't disagree with anything that's been said uh you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Ellison won. I'm probably leaning shoemaker just a little bit, especially coming off the lake belt and win. But uh, you know, also remember these all these are Fort Hood kids and, and they know each other, they've grown up playing each other, so so this is kind of one of those rivalry games where you can kind of throw the record out the window sometimes.
4: That
1: is true. So again, this is a big district game. The probably be for that either that second or third playoff seat out of this district yeah let me correct
2: myself shoemaker is 5a now i forgot that they dropped down uh in in the most recent realignment some of the several of those schools dropped down yeah chaparral so yes they used to be 6a yes that is true so now let's move
1: on to our second of our five games this week. We have Brownwood coming off that win against Glen Rose, and they'll be on the road against the Connelly Cadets, who are also coming off. Uh, they are coming off their first loss of the year, uh, 51-21 loss to China Spring. But, again, you look at that game, Jelani McDonald did not play. So, But, again, you know this is a defensive of Connelly that has given up points on the year, and they went against one of the most high-powered offenses Across 4A and China Springs. So, you know, it's especially without their starting quarterback, I, I, don't, I don't think this is, was a surprising result from last week.
2: No, uh, I still am very impressed with uh, Terry Garrick and the Cadets. I think they're on an upward trajectory. Um, this will be another tough game against Brownwood. There's no question. And, uh, as we record this today, I don't know the status of of Jelani, whether he'll play this week. You're talking about not just a a good quarterback. He's one of the best athletes in central Texas. He was Mm -hmm. our super SynTex basketball player of the year last year, state champion in track. He's pretty good, you know, and he's going to Oklahoma state probably as a DB. They just kind of list him as an athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a guy that can just make plays all over the field. So, uh, to me, it's tough to pick this one without knowing his status. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of on the fence on that. Uh, I, I'll say this. If he plays, I like their chances. If he doesn't, I would take Brownwood.
1: And yeah, I, I got to agree with you. And, you know, and Kenny now looking, looking at it, I think this game could be a toss-up if McDonald doesn't play. But I think if McDonald does play, then they'll have the offensive po- firepower to take this one.
0: Yeah, and I, I've got it written down, 50-50 with no yep. McDonald. And we've said it before, pound for pound, we think – or I think Jelena McDonald is one of the best football players in Central Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still got a really great running back in uh, Sibley. You know, he went for 122 and two TDs last week. Uh, I think that's the key. Is Brownwood going to luck out for the second week in a row and, and the, the, the team's uh, best players is not going to play? I don't know. I like Brownwood if McDonald doesn't play, but if uh, if uh, Jelani's in there, I'm going to take Conley. Uh, what say you on
5: this game, Mr. Black? Oh, You guys are waffling all over the place. And the guys heard all that. I mean, I'm just going to go. i going to go with Brownwood. I know it's tough to play in Mac people a lot of times, but uh, I just think Brownwood's got some momentum. And but yeah, the Jelani McDonald kid. What a what a superior athlete he is. And, H- hate, hate it if he's not able to play for sure.
1: Yeah, I think even if if his status is questionable, I think they do send him out of this game just so you know they can k- keep him as healthy as possible once district play begins here in the next week or two. So um, again, I, I'm in. I think we're on agreement here. It's probably fifty fifty if McDonald plays, but if but if not, then. Or if he does play, then I think, I think Conley wins this one handily,
2: especially at home. I don't know about handily. I mean, Brownwood, you know, that Glen Rose win is, is a good win. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, it looks like their defense is pretty feisty. So, I mean, I could see, um, you know, I could see this one going either way, you know, whoever's on the field, honestly. But um, – but yeah, certainly Jelani makes a difference. Yes, uh, but he's not the only you know horse they've got out there. They've right. actually got several guys that are being looked at for oh, for yeah. D one looks. Right. You know, Jamari Wiggins and uh, Kobe Black. I mean, so uh, they're 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 tough. And and you mentioned Kiefer Sibley. He actually leads Central Texas in rushing right now. So um, I think with let's say Jelani is out a full week to prepare for that makes a big difference, you know, because then you can come up with a little bit of a game plan and uh, and that helps. Yes, absolutely.
1: And then uh, we'll move on to our third game now. And, Jay, we'll start
2: with you in this one.
1: And uh, Cameron Yeo will be taking on Lorena. And, you know, looking at this game, Cameron started off 2-0, and but they've dropped two straight since then. But, again, those are – those are both the good teams. Like, they lost to a, a very good Belleville team on the road last week, 49-14. to And then on the flip side, you look at Lorena, and they're coming off a defensive slugfest victory over La Vega.
5: Yeah, uh, I think this one's all about momentum. I mean, how do you pick against Lorena at home? I mean, that that would be tough. And I just think Coach Biles, he's kind of – I think Kenny mentioned earlier, he's got that – that culture going on out there and uh, they they've played quality opponents of which Cameron is. They have great tradition at that school and that, that town as well, but I, I like Lorena.
1: Kenny, what say you?
5: Well, this is what
0: we've been waiting for right in that <clears throat> district. You know, we're going to get Franklin and, and LRA and, and uh, Lorena and Cameron all playing each other. Well, LRA is really not what we thought they were going to be. I picked them to be second. I thought Rockdale was sneaking into the playoffs. I didn't think Cameron was going to be this good, but Cameron can score points really, really fast. Now, they got beat by two 4A D2 guys the last two weeks, but when you go back and look at what Belleville did did to them, they just ran the ball, played good defense and just – ate up the clock, ran the ball. So I look for Lorena to do the same thing, get Case and Taylor involved, run the ball, take your shots with Jaden Porter. Uh, I really like Cameron's offensive guys, uh, Drake, Wilcox, Bradley. They're really good skill kids. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, Coach Biles is going to want to kill the clock. He's going to run the ball, be conservative, take his shots with uh, Porter. And I, I got Lorena.
1: And and Bryce, you know, looking at Lorena's defense, you know, they, they've they been exceptional all year. They held a very potent West offense, rushing attack to 15. And then they hosted a very – you know, La Vega just seems to be a little down, although they played a, you know, a tough pre-district schedule. But they held La Vega to six. And, you know, we haven't
2: seen that happen very often. So, I mean – Yeah, they're they're loaded. I mean, <laughs> uh, Braylon Henry, Joe Gutshaw. Yeah, that defense is tough. It's rugged. Um, tell a quick story here. So we have our photo day every summer, right? You know, we have that over at Waco ISD. All the teams, we invite them to come. And um, and so I'm kind of running around trying to get everybody where they're supposed to go. And Joe Gutshaw is standing there, and, and he starts to walk out the door to, like, the wrong way. And I say, Joe, Joe, come back. and uh, And Joe turns to his players and says... He knows who I am, and and, and he's kind of this sort of—I don't want to say big goofy kid, but he kind of is. And uh, I was thinking to myself, "Yeah, Joe, you were our Super syntax Defensive Player of the Year last year. You—you you know, you won state. We—we we know who you are, you know. Uh, and and teams should know who who uh, Joe and the Leopards are. They're tough. I like Lorena um to me like I said before the game of the district in this one is going to be when Lorena and Franklin meet that's the one where it'll be tough to pick but I, I like Lorena uh you know Kenny you mentioned obviously Cameron is a good team and has some great skill kids and that uh Cardarius Bradley kid is is tearing it up but uh but Ray Biles and his bunch they have it going
1: yes it, it'll be a very exciting game uh, arguably the top matchup in 3A across the entire state it'll be, It'll be exciting, but I, I think I'm with with you, Bryce. I'll, I'll I'll take Lorena at at home on this one. So now let's move to game four of our week five preview, and this will be an interesting one. The two and two Robinson Rockets on the road to take on the two and two Hillsboro Eagles. And uh, Kenny, when you when you look at this game, both these both these teams have been kind of up and down throughout the pre-district schedule so far, but you know. Hillsboro has proven they can score, and you know, and that was just proven last week. They got a 36-35 shootout win on the road against Gerald.
0: Yeah, and you got Hillsboro looking for a little win streak here. They beat Gerald last week, and you got Robinson searching for a win. Uh, if you yes. look at Robinson, uh, the coach's kid, uh, freshman quarterback Jackson mm-hmm. Ludlow threw for two sixty-five and a touchdown. That's not bad for a freshman. Uh, they mm-hmm. really tried to run the ball against Fairfield. I mean, uh, Lujan, who's got a lot of yards this year. 25 attempts for 61 yards he did score two touchdowns i just don't think they got that running game where they wanted it last week they tried and if you go to hillsboro uh their running game is really going they mm-hmm. rushed for over 300 yards last week and mm-hmm. i think they kind of found their groove uh, they got a duo of running backs in emory and brooks uh darian hodge pretty good wide receiver we saw him up close a couple of weeks ago and austin cook uh, he can run the ball he can throw the ball a little bit so this basically is about as close to a toss-up as I can find, and I'm going to go with the hometown – well, not hometown, nearby Hillsboro Eagles.
1: Yes, absolutely. And then, again, Bryce, looking at this Robinson offense, this is a team that traditionally does throw the ball like they do now, but the past two years, they had, under Coach Rubel, they were like a very run-heavy, triple-option type offense. So, uh, you know, this the slow start offensively for them might attribute to them trying to get back to them – throwing the ball so but you know they started off 2-0 including that big win over a 5A opponent in Waco University so this is a team that's proven they can score and hang you know with teams that are bigger and better than them so you know it's just it, it'll be an interesting matchup to see here
2: yeah no doubt uh I think you called it they have both of these teams have been kind of schizophrenic uh, you know you uh, to me the uh maybe the surprise of the week last week was Fairfield beating Robinson. I didn't see that coming. Fairfield, uh, a 3A team playing against a 4A Robinson. Fairfield hadn't really gotten off to a very good they, start. They hadn't won a game yet. No. Uh-uh. And to me, that might've been a case of John Bechtel's team just being a little desperate and going out there and, and playing hard and really wanting to win. Um, so I talked to a lot of these coaches, you know, for the previews that we do and, um, uh, and talking to Mike Ludlow um, about his freshman quarterback son, Jackson, uh, he was like, you know, Bryce, we're young all over. I only lose two from like my offense, you know, for next year. And so I say that to say this, I think Hillsboro is going to have – the experience factor mm-hmm. on its side. I think Robinson still is a work in progress, still learning yeah. some things, and that's why you're seeing a little of this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I will take Hillsborough in this game, but watch out for Robinson down the road, especially as you know some of these young kids get more and more experience under the lights. Yes, absolutely. And then so now let's move
1: on to our fifth and final game of the week five previews. Rosebud Law and Crawford. This is a district opener. Both teams coming off their bye weeks being in the eight-team district. All, all eight teams took their byes last week. So, again, Crawford, pound for pound, the most dominant defense across the state. They've given up six points in three games, Bryce.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, they've just got it going. Greg Jacobs and the Pirates, uh, They're they're motivated. I think – uh, that Marlin loss last year in the playoffs really stung. Um Marlin kind of humbled Crawford in that game. And um, you know, they have a fair amount of kids back from mm-hmm. that team. Uh to me, going into the season, we uh expected a, a little more from Marlin. Marlin's had played some tough teams. I mean, they've yeah. played Martin, Crockett, and Grosbeck. But uh I thought Crawford-Marlin, you know, they were kind of right there neck and neck, you know, for that district. Well, I think Crawford has kind of separated itself a little bit. To me, they're the prohibitive favorite in this district. No offense to Rosebud Lott. I think this is a decent Rosebud Lott team, but I don't don't think they can uh, stay with a a team – in Crawford that has the experience, has the execution, and you mentioned the defense, they're <laughs> shutting teams down right now. Yeah, and then, again, Kenny, uh, to Bryce's point, this
1: this Crawford team really has separated itself. I think – and, again, to Bryce's point, again, I think they're a little ticked off after that playoff loss last year and bringing a lot of those starters back. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder this year.
0: Yeah, Crawford's just a machine, it's like the black and gold machine. And one thing I will bet money on is this is going to be a really fast game because they both oh, wow. – Love Ron, Robert and Crawford games they're both.
2: because they're so deadline friendly, man. Uh, deadline friendly. Oh my gosh, I, I I actually text Greg Jacobs every once in a while, and I'll say that. I, I mean, uh, he and he he was telling me that Bally uh, Sports Southwest, who does you know the statewide show, came to one of their games earlier this year, and it was uh, it was the Crawford uh, was it Crawford and Centerville, and. Yes. Uh, and both of them, you know, run the ball a mm-hmm. lot and play that kind of defense. And he he told – it was the girl that was coming uh, – I say girl, but the lady that was coming for Bally Sports Southwest, it was her going to be her first Texas high school football game. And he told her on the phone, he said, well, uh, don't expect a lot of, like, flinging it around. Or, this is old school pre- uh, football. Our press box is pretty small, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's just – Uh, whenever I go to Crawford I always say Crawford America because it's just a small little town that uh, you know Football, God, uh, country, you yeah. know, they had George Bush there for a long time. Yeah, in
5: that order.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
5: probably right. So, so I want to know, the, the six points they gave up, Is it like two field goals or they give up a touchdown and it blocked So totally, it, it
1: was in the Centerville game. Centerville took an early 6 nothing lead on a touchdown. They failed the conversion, and then Crawford came back and scored 21 unanswered to take the win. So, they scored one touchdown – or they have given up one touchdown – and that was in the first half. Throughout all three games they played, shut out their opponents in the second half entirely. So, I mean, this is, again, I think, pound for pound, one of the best defenses, you know, in, in this, not just okay. in two-way, but the, in the entire state. So
0: Both teams are coming off a of bye. And mm-hmm. last week, uh, or the game before, Rosebud against Gulfway—they had three dudes rush for 100 yards. So hmm. This, like we said, this is going to be, going a be a fast fun
2: district too. I really feel like eight-team all Central Texas district. Uh, you know, these are teams that we we cover at the trip. Every all eight of them, um, and and some ones that have shown a little bit more than I you know expected. Like Moody, you know, off to two and one start. Uh, I just think it's going to be a lot of fun local matchups. But it's Crawford and everybody else right
1: now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the 10-2 with yeah. Mark.
2: And then that is our
1: Week 5 preview. And before we move on to our pickums, Kenny had a chance to sit down with the head coach of Blooming Grove, Coach Jeremy Gant, and we'll have that for you right now.
0: Okay, I'm here with Coach Jeremy Gant from Blooming Grove Lines. Uh, he's the athletic director, head football coach. How are you doing, Coach?
4: Doing well. How you guys
0: doing today? Pretty good. So you're off to a 4-0 start. Uh, that's got to be a pretty good feeling. Uh, I'm looking at your stats. Looks like you've uh, you've got uh, a quarterback that's done for about 500 yards, and you've got a, a running back that's doing pretty well, and you got Kelton Bell who kind of does both of them. Tell me about your offense, how, how you're uh, liking it so far. Pretty good.
4: Um, I, I would like to consider it's pretty multiple. Um, we have a – like I said, we've got two running backs, the Kelton. He kind of plays a little bit of everything. He's a receiver slash, uh, running back slash quarterback, so wildcat type stuff. He's, in our opinion, pretty dynamic athlete, pretty good player force. Um, uh, Timmy Hamilton has carried the ball the most. Uh, he carried the ball 20 sometimes on the night as well. He's kind of our, our, we call it bell cow. He gets the ball the most. Uh, he runs real hard. Uh, quarterback is, uh, is Rhett Southard. He's uh, new this year. He's taken over for a uh, pretty good player we lost last year, so he's, he's getting there. He's, he's learning the system, doing a good job. He moved in at the middle of last year, so he's not completely uh, into the system yet, uh, but he's getting better every week. And then, uh, I guess, receiver-wise, right now, stat-wise, probably Noah Hutchins, probably our lead receiver. Uh, pretty good little player, Junior, that's uh, I'd say pretty dynamic as well. We get him on some quick screens, and you know, he's the top that's going to take the top off of verticals as well. So I, I, I would consider it's pretty, pretty uh, balanced. I think we're probably 60-40 past right now. But I think we kind of, you know, do what we have to do to win, put it that way.
0: Yes, sir. And you're coming off a victory over a pretty good Wortham team. And I know your defense gave up 26 points against them, but they've been pretty tough all year long. Talk about your defense
4: oh man our defense has kind of uh, set the tone every game for us uh i have to say you know offense played better last week but overall our defense is uh probably our strength right now we had more returners coming back you know from last year we have a it helps when you're kind of your quarterbacks your defense your your two inside linebackers are both back and they're both really really good uh, led by uh trent nicholson he was uh, two years ago when he had ACL injury he was the all-go circle player of the year or defense player uh, he was defense player in the district uh, he's come off injury he's fully healthy now uh, Ben Bumgardner, which got a newcomer last year go circle um, you know guys like that you know kind of quarterback of the defense with a lot of returners it kind of it. so far it's not bode well for the teams put it that way
0: so you've you got a bye week this week. Then you got a big district matchup against Palmer. So I talked to Coach Thompson over in Dawson earlier today, and I asked him, so he's kind of in the same situation you are. So you got this bye week to prepare. So what are you going to try to get done during the bye week, and then what are you going to do to get prepared for Palmer?
4: Man, first of all, we're going to try to stay healthy. Uh, we kind of uh, um, – and you know because you're kind of around there. You know, Wertham was a pretty big physical group up front. It was a good test for us. Uh, so first thing, we're trying to get our guys kind of back, kind of healthy uh, trying to fix a few things we messed up on Friday night. So a lot of this first week will be fixing our own problems getting those guys ready and then next week will be more of actually game plan against Palmer which is coming off uh, beating a top 10 team in Rogers. you know how good Rogers always is. So mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be a tough test but I think our kids are excited for the opportunity, you know, both going undefeated going to the game. It's going to be a a real fun first district game,
0: put it that way. Okay, Coach. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on. And, uh, man, I hope we get to talk to you later on down the line, maybe around playoff time.
4: Yes, sir. I look forward to it,
0: man. And that
1: was Kenny's interview with the head coach of Blooming Grove, Coach Jeremy Gant. Thanks again to Coach Gant for joining us today. And again, thanks again for Mr. Bryce Cherry and Jay Black for being with us today. And again, Mr. Black for allowing us to record here at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. It's been a really fun deal so far. We really do appreciate it. So now we'll move on to our Week 5 Pick'ems, where Jay has been part of the Pick'ems throughout the season so far. And then we'll have Bryce be our honorary Pick'ems guest today as well. So we'll start with our first game. Uh, We'll start with the first Five that we previewed before. We'll start with Ellison at Shoemaker. Bryce, who do you have in this one?
2: i Shoemaker the Gray Wolves. We talked about that one earlier, but uh, they're on a the roll. Shoemaker
1: for me as well. Kenny? I'm going to go Shoe.
5: Jay? Shoemaker in a, in a tight one. I think it's going to be really close.
1: And game two again, Brownwood at Connolly, And uh, I, I had Brownwood initially.
2: I, I'm going to stick with Brownwood here, Kenny. Brownwood. Yeah, uh, we we broke this one down earlier as well. To me, so much uh, hinges on Jelani, but uh, without really knowing his full status, I will take the Lions of Brownwood.
5: Yeah, Brownwood probably the best flag in all of Texas high school football. Star for each state championship, and they've got yeah. like seven stars on there. Yeah, so. yeah. not bad.
0: I, go I got a good story about uh, Gordon Wood yeah, well, for y'all
1: at the end. Okay, okay, cool. And then. Uh, Cameron Yo at Lorena again. I will take Lorena in this one. Bryce. The Leopards, yep. Yeah. Kenny. Lorena. Jay. Lorena. Lorena across the board. Then our last two preview games. Robinson at Hillsboro. I will take I'll take Robinson on this one. Kenny. I'm gonna go Hillsboro.
2: Jay. Uh
5: Hillsboro Eagles.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take Hillsboro as well. I mentioned the experience factor. I think uh, is a factor in this game. Yes,
1: absolutely. And then our final game from the previews: Rosebud Lot at Crawford Bryce Crawford. I will take Crawford as well, Kenny.
5: Crawford.
1: Okay.
5: I usually don't pick against Crawford until they get like to the quarterfinals. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna, a good call. I'm going to go with Crawford.
1: And then now on to our true pick 'em games: Axtell at Kayuga. I'll take Axel on this one, Kenny.
0: I'll take Axel, Bryce.
2: Yeah, give me Axel. Now, if uh, if I if you look in the paper and I pick any of these games differently, it's because I I had a little more time to look at these <laughs> matchups. But uh, but off the cuff, I will take the Longhorns. And then your pick, Mr.
5: Black? I'll take Coach Horn and Axel.
2: And
1: our next game, an uh, uh, interesting battle. The 4-0 and Itasca Wampus Cat, surprising, will be That's on awesome. the road at Kearns. Kenny? i got, to
0: Itasca.
5: Jay? That's uh... – Former Baylor wide receiver Tevin Reeses, He's the OC at Itasca, and they've been putting up a lot of points. So they have been. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep picking them.
2: Yeah, and the head coach is Ricky Torres, brother of Ruben Torres at Marlin. Uh, those Torres brothers, you know, they know what they're doing. I like what the Wampus Cats are doing. I'll take Itasca.
0: Three of those
2: guys are head. coaches. Mm-hmm. I will take
1: Itasca as well. Moving on now to the 5A ranks, we have Granberry at Killeen High. This one was. Tough, tough for me to pick Granberry coming in 4-0, but Colleen's a team that's getting better week by week. But for now, I will take the Pirates of Granberry. Bryce? Yeah, Granberry. that sounds right.
0: Kenny? I'm going to go Colleen.
5: Jay? I like Granberry in this game.
1: I do as well. And then Pflugerville High on the road to take on Belton. Kenny? I'm going to go Belton.
2: Jay?
5: Uh, Belton.
2: I'll take Belton as well, Bryce. Man. Uh, this is one I definitely want to break down, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be the outlier. I'll take Pflugerville. Well, let's
0: break
2: it down. <laughs> yeah, go. No, no. Well, no. I'm just saying I want a little more research oh, at my oh, fingertips okay. before I, I make my pick on this one. I don't, I don't even know Pflugerville's record, honestly. So I'm just I'm throwing a dart on that one.
1: <laughs> Moving on to the next game, we have Springtown at Glen Rose. And, again, uh, do we know the status no, of Hudson White? I wouldn't White? put
0: this on here if I didn't know Hudson White wasn't playing. Yeah. I, I learned late. Uh, Springtown's tough. Yes. Uh, you know, I think I, I'm going to go Glen Rose just hoping that Hudson White's healthy.
2: I'm going to take Glen Rose as well. And, Bryce? Yeah, this one, fortunately, we do, I don't have to pick in the paper. So, I, you know, it doesn't really matter what I say. But I'm going to go Springtown. That's one of those teams that La Vega – I think has played in non-district in the past. They played in the Eton in the semis a couple years yeah, back as well. And you know, they're always pretty tough. So I oh, it, I'm gonna go
5: Springtown. Okay. I like uh Glenn Rose at home, the fighting Dan Campbell's thing. That's
2: right. like that. I buy all my mattresses at Springtown, by the way. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little commercial yeah. on here on the podcast.
5: Fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next game, we'll have Godly at Gatesville. I will take the Hornets in this one.
0: How did you take that last
1: Oh, I, I took Glenn Rose in the last one. So, Godly at Gatesville, Kenny? Uh, I'm going to go with Godly. Bryce? Mm. Uh, give me the Hornets. I'll take the Hornets as well, Jay.
5: Gatesville Hornets.
1: Gatesville Hornets. And then now, uh, uh, interesting battle, uh, Hutto at Midway. I'll take the hippos in this one. What about you, Bryce? Uh, so
2: this one I, you know, do know a little bit more about <laughs> and, uh, not, not to spend too much time on this, but, um, I do feel like Midway found something at quarterback last week with junior Thornton. He's their best player. They moved him from receiver to quarterback. All he did was rush for 277 yards and three touchdowns. His first two carries, guys, 65 yards, 56 yards. Uh, Now, Huddle will have that scouted, obviously, this week. But Midway found a little something. What they need is both sides, you know, all three phases, let's say, to show up on the same night. Uh, I, I say Midway gets its first win this week. I like
5: it, Jay. Well, you make a strong case for the Panthers there, Bryce. Uh, I don't know. I just I always run us a chance to say hippos. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: not a bad pick. I'm
5: going to go HUDO. Then Huddo as well. And then
1: now an interesting battle in class three. Oh, they get, this is 4A versus 3A. Oh, no, this is, this is a district battle. Excuse me. Academy at Troy.
5: Kenny. Man, I'm going to go LRA, I believe. Jay, who do you have in this one? Uh, I like Academy, even even though it's a road game. I, I think they they just got too many too much talent.
2: But
5: yeah, give me the bees. I will take the bumblebees as
1: well, and then another district clash here: Marlin at Bosqueville. You know, looking at this one, Bosqueville comes into the game either I think they're one and three, and one, one and two, one and two, because I believe both teams had the bye. Because the, yes, they're in that same district with. Uh, President from for Crawford and Rose by the lot, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I looking at Ruben Torres, you know, they've they've struggled with injuries across the across this pre district schedule and he feels really good, especially having the bye week and extra week to prepare. You know, I, I got Marlon getting their first win here, Bryce. What do you
2: say? I, I like Marlin as well. Uh, this is gonna be a good battle of the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a fun opening round district game. Um so I was at a cross-country meet a few weeks ago, uh, and I saw Clint Zander there. Bosqueville had some kids in it, and he was there to support them. And, um, and we were talking football, and, and he he mentioned, he goes, I'm glad we're getting Marlon early. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I think he thinks that as the season progresses, Marlon's going to get better and better and better. Uh, I say they start getting better this week. I agree with you. I, I like Marlon in this game.
5: Mr. Black? Yeah, I think I think is just real young in a lot of the skill positions currently, and uh, I'm gonna have to go with Marlon in this game. Kenny, is Woodson healthy? Is he playing?
1: Uh, I, I didn't I didn't get the chance to ask Coach Torres whenever I talked to him. I, they've but... been using
2: Zamarian in there a lot at mm-hmm. quarterback, Woodson's been a little dinged up.
1: I'll go with Marlon. So that is Marlon across the board. Valley Mills at Moody. Man,
2: this is a fun
1: one. This is this is a really fun game, but. You know, Bryce, when you look at this game, who do you think will
2: take this one? You know, uh, so I like what Matt Hurst has done at Mm -hmm. Moody. Uh, They, you know, they haven't had a murderer's row of a non-district schedule, but uh, they got some good wins on the board. I'm going to go with the Bearcats of Moody. And Matt Hurst, by the way, you guys know this, Whitney graduate. How about Mm -hmm. that?
0: I think Matt Hurst led Whitney to the playoffs for the first time since – that was 2006 or Yes, five. yes. That sounds fine. Since 82? Yeah, that's a long yeah. Drive.
2: And, his, of course, his dad was the coach oh, yeah. at the time. He also, you know, just full disclosure, he goes to my church. I know him well. So, I'm probably pulling for him a little bit. I
0: got a trivia question for you two guys, Jay and Bryce. Whitney goes to the playoffs that year, plays Little Lamb in the first round. What NFL player was Little lamb's quarterback as a sophomore? Little Elm, oh, just, just signed a two, contract two, yesterday.
1: 2005 quarterback for Little Elm High School. They they played Whitney at Burleson ISD Stadium that year. Boy,
5: well I should have went to that game. That would have, yeah, I don't know. I did not go I, to that you stumped me. Yeah, I, I give
1: one Cole Beasley
2: Cole, Cole Beasley, Beasley was, was the quarterback good. See I was thinking of NFL quarterbacks I wasn't thinking of a <laughs> yeah. receiver so. that was a trick question was That was a good question yeah I like it
1: man so we, we got our picks for Valley Mills Moody you took Moody uh-huh. I'm taking Moody Kenny Moody.
5: Jay. Oh, well, then this is obviously a chance to pick up a game here. I'm going to go Valley Mills. Oh, <laughs> let, let me <laughs> scratch the this out. last. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then now our final game for the Week 5 Pick'ems, Grosbeck at Mejia. Jay, we'll start with you on this one.
5: Boy, I mean, this is – I've got a question mark next to this. I mean, Mejia, they should have fired whoever made that schedule. But <laughs> if you believe in that process, I think Mejia is going to win a rivalry game because they've been battle-tested – and and this game is truly a grudge match. So, what is it, seven miles between Mahea and Grove? I'm going to go with Black Cat. Kenny?
0: Well, you know, this, I guess, uh, going into the season, you know, the sexy pick for the sleeper of that region was Mahea because they were moving down. But it's just tough schedule. I, I don't see it. So, I'm going to go. Well, and... Grosbeck's quarterback's they, out. They, the did, they did lose their quarterback exactly as well, for a year, so that, that just makes was. it
1: more more of a tough pick for me.
0: Uh, I'm going to go the Goals.
2: I'm going to go Grosbeck as well, Bryce. I'm going to take the Black Cats. So we, on our podcast today, talked about uh, three teams in Central Texas that start with an M, none of which have won a game, and that was Midway, Marlon, and Mahaya, and built out the case for all of them to make the playoffs. Now... I apologize in advance to Meridian, but I don't see you guys making the playoffs. You are 0-4 for a reason. <laughs> I'm sorry, you all folks out God, in Meridian, Texas. More. There goes the Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> but you, know, all, all for our you can ask Cherry, at WacoTrip.com if you uh, Meridian fans <laughs> want, to, want to yell at me. But uh, I – so it, you mentioned it, Kenny. They have played a really, really brutal schedule, and – you know, do you do you believe in that? You know, are they banged up, confidence-wise, or you know, because they played such tough teams? When they see Grosbeck, it won't be anything tougher than what they've already seen. That's why I like Mahay. I think they're going to get it start start to get it going. If
5: the game slows down for them a bit. yeah,
1: exactly. And that is the Week Five Pickems. You know? Oh, I went with Grosbeck in this one. Okay. Uh, that is our Week Five Pickems. And that is the end of our show for today. Oh, you have to I got my brownwood right? story. Word that is correct. Yes. That Word is correct. Word so my
0: aunt, she was a teacher in Brownwood for a long time. It coincided with Gordon Wood. So after he retired, they would go to the drugstore every morning and drink coffee, him and the old timers. And you would see Gordon Wood's car there with dents all in it, and there would be nobody parked within three or four parking spots. 'Cause when he got out and backed out, he did not care who he ran into or who he bumped into. He'd bump into somebody and just take off on down the road. He just didn't oh. care. And I guess that's what that's the luxury of being a legend in your hometown. You can just That'd ding be, somebody
5: and go home. I think with Gordon Woodback since somebody, made Stare Falls. Right? Yeah. It's, it's
0: not even, I
2: have a similar it's story not even Gordon Woodback. Dave Campbell as we sit here in the Dave Campbell tribute room. Uh he took me out to lunch, uh, you know, a number of years ago, and, uh, and for whatever reason, I let Dave drive, and, uh, and it was terrifying <laughs> because uh, Dave didn't drive like an old man. He drove kind of like a bat out of hell, and uh, <laughs> and it was like, is he gonna stop? Is he gonna stop? There's a stoplight. Is he gonna stop? And and he backed up the exact same way as Gordon Wood. Maybe it's that generation. Yeah, they just you know I don't know.
0: Yeah, great.
2: once you get to be a certain age, you're just like people will move from me. Yeah. I'm doing my own thing.
0: I've heard a
5: couple of Jay Bottom, uh, Dave
0: Campbell stories that are pretty funny.
5: I can beg up what you said, Bryce. I followed him over to the old headquarters one day in Washington <laughs> and literally did everything I could to keep up with him. He was driving so fast. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great guy. I, miss I did
2: survive that trip, but man, yes, we do miss him. Definitely miss
1: him. Yeah, wow, those are two great stories, guys. Thank you for sharing. And with that said, that will be the end of episode six of the Central Texas Football Podcast covering week five of the Texas high school football season this week. A lot of great games across central Texas this week. And, uh, you know, before we go, thanks again to Bryce Cherry, the Waco trip for joining us. And thank you. Thank you. Mr. Jay Black for having us here and being a part of the show. We really do appreciate it. It's, it was a really fun deal. I had a great time today. I really did I, and I appreciate you guys being here and thank you guys for listening and staying tuned in. We're getting more, more listeners every week and we really appreciate it continuing to spread the word. Uh, you know follow us on Twitter at CTFP podcast and follow us on Instagram with the same handle. and uh, you know, check us out on, on our website where you can tune in and keep spreading the word. We really appreciate it. And that'll do it for us once again. For Kenny Heath, Jay Black, and Bryce Cherry, I'm Ryan Fox. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy week five of the Texas high school football season.